welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Hi, and welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about um, something that's very on everybody's mind, um, a child's view of vaccinations. I am not contagious. I am not contagious is the name of a new book by Angela Pearson. And um, she is a mother uh, of three children, and she is um, has become a devoted mother, so much so that she uh, once when something happened with her children. Well, I'll let her talk about this, actually. Uh, but but this is a very personal story. And the bottom line is that it caused her to have very strong feelings about vaccinations. And, um, you know, no one considers when we talk about vaccinations, whether it's about COVID or any other kind of vaccination, no one really thinks about what the impact is on the child of whether they are vaccinated or not, how it feels to be rejected from school, and that kind of thing. Um, she holds a bachelor degree, a bachelor's degree in behavioral science um, and community health, and um, she has put that to use in a sense in uh, not only the way that she's taking care of her children, but also in creating this book, "I Am Not Contagious," which is a children's book, but it's it's actually also for adults. I mean, it's written with child's a child's. Um, illustrations and so on, but uh, it, is really, it is really something that teaches adults lessons as well. So, Angela, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Carroll. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Well, now, um, I, I, I think it would be a good idea best to, for you to just tell your story from the beginning in regard to all three of your children. Now, it's interesting because I had this book, I Am Not Contagious, really can apply to any kind of vaccination. Um, Because of COVID, of course, I interpreted it um, as as, uh, being about the COVID vaccine. Um, But it's really interesting that this is more, this is about vaccines in general. So why don't you take us from the beginning um, and explain how you started even thinking about all of this. Absolutely. So, you know, I have um, my, I have three children, and my oldest son, um, I'm from the South, I'm from North Carolina, and I was a young mom, and, you know, I was going through the, the, room, the, the routine vaccination schedule provided by the CDC, um, like most people. And on this particular visit, uh, my son had a reaction in his first year of life. And um, I brought him home, and he ran the fever. Um, He had diarrhea. So I called his pediatrician back, and I said, hey, you know, my son's running the fever. He has diarrhea. What am I to do? He told me to get him Tylenol and um, Pedialyte, and if he wasn't better, to bring him back in. So that's exactly what I did. I brought him back in because he wasn't getting any better, even with the Tylenol and the Pedialyte. And um, when I brought him back in, you know, it was just 
that. So then I, he wasn't getting any better. He told me to continue the Tylenol, continue the Pedialyte, but his fever kept going and then he started vomiting. So now he's vomiting, he's got a fever and now he has diarrhea. So I took him to ER the next day and um, he was hospitalized for three days with severe dehydration and um, because of his fever. So um, what vaccination was that? That you gave him. You know what? It's a cocktail, right? So, so no one really knows, and that's the issue, I think, because when you have um, the the MMR vaccine or when you have the DTaP vaccine, it's a cocktail of them. So, how do you know which one it really is? Um, you don't. And so mm-hmm. then I had his pediatrician telling me that this was normal, um, that this was a normal side effect. And, you know, when this happens, you just take the Tylenol and Pedialyte, and usually the kids will recoup and they'll recover, and they're, they're fine. The ER doctor, who was not a pediatrician, felt differently about it, and he didn't think that it had anything to do with the vaccine. So, um, I, again, I'm, I'm kind of having, like, these mixed feelings about it. Um, but then I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to give him any more um, vaccines because, I mean, it was brutal. I mean, having your, your child hospitalized for three days um, because of a fever and um, all uh-huh. this other stuff and dehydration, I mean, it, it was scary. Um, so I kind of opted out of, of any further vaccinations. Um, and that kind of led me down my holistic journey. I started to um, well, research. No. Okay, wait, wait. So this this is your first child um, that mm-hmm. you're talking about, right? Your eldest child, and correct. Um, and so what? Okay, so I mean, you're going to be telling us about what ha- ultimately happened to him, right? Correct. I don't want to. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I just don't want you to leave that <laughs> part out. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, so you know, as it led me down my holistic journey, my son's aging and so on. And my daughter's five years younger than my oldest son. So um, within those um, five years, I'm researching, I'm I'm doing everything that I can. And it all started with like food and and the vaccines and the ingredients and both and um, just really wanting to live a a more cleaner and healthier lifestyle for me and my children. And um, my son started to play sports. And with that, you have to have a physical with the physicals, they have to have um, a urinalysis done. You know, they check for protein and things like that in the urine. Well, my son's urine always had proteinuria and always had hematuria. And for those who don't know what that means, um, that's uh, hematuria is having blood in the urine and then proteinuria is having protein in the u- urine. And mm-hmm. um, generally, that usually has something to do with either the bladder or the kidneys. Um, so my son started seeing a pediatric nephrologist um, because they wouldn't allow my son to play sports until a doctor, um, you know, cleared him. Mm-hmm. So this happened to us every single year. We we had to see a doctor every single year. So he saw a pediatric nephrologist um, his entire life. Um, because they were trying to determine what was happening, why was this happening. They can't and didn't want to do a biopsy because the numbers, it wasn't that significant to um, to do something that invasive um, for somebody so young. Yeah. Um, yeah. So moving forward, um, fast forward, um, my, my son started wrestling. And um, he went to college, and he started wrestling at a collegiate level. And his um, now P- 
pediatric, or not no longer a pediatric nephrologist, but a, a, a nephrologist for adults, right. called me one day and said, hey, I think you need to go get your son. His numbers came back, um, and he's in third stage renal failure. So as a oh, mom, wow. I'm panicking. I'm driving to Brockport. He's about an hour and 40 minutes from where I live um, out in Syracuse. And I'm driving there, and I grab him, and I just told him, no, nope, we're just doing a routine thing. We're just going to go to the hospital and just, you know, check your numbers and kind of see where you are. And um, the thing with autoimmune diseases is that <laughs> your numbers can be out of whack one minute, and then they're stabilized the next. Um, so it's really hard to determine um, autoimmune diseases sometimes. Um, so when I brought him back to the hospital, his numbers were stabilized. And um, his nephrologist was just kind of speechless, and they were kind of in awe. Um, so, but he did tell my son to stop wrestling, um, not to play any sports, not to work out. Huh. So my son had to put his his, his entire, you know, um, wrestling career on hold. Uh-huh. Um, and then a year went by, and he was just like, "Mom, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm I'm not going to live like this. You know, I I don't know." What the doctors, I don't care about my numbers. I, I just want to live, and this isn't living. Mm-hmm. And um, he started eating, and he's always ate healthy because, you know, of our lifestyle. But then, you know, because he has a degree in kinesiology, so he took uh, even more of an interest in, like, the body and, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, exercising and things like that. So, you know, my he's always been living in the gym. He's always been, you know, um, active. So he's healthy all around and now he's living his life. And, um, I mean, he gets tired from time to time and when he does, he takes his nap, but he's a busy man and he has his own landscaping company that's doing quite well. And, um, he's just like, mom, I don't have time to be sick. (laughs) And I do think that that's where the mental play comes in. You know, it's, you know, if we tell ourselves that we're sick and we tell ourselves that we don't feel good, then ultimately our body reacts to that and then we feel worse than what we really are. So it's, you know, yeah. he stays very positive. Okay. And so what did they finally diagnose him with? He did. Um, they finally diagnosed him back in 2016 with systemic lupus. His... um. ANA test came back positive, and his sediment rate test came back positive. Um, so based on our family history, because my father had systemic lupus, he passed away in 2008, and he did have um, a kidney biopsy, and they determined that he had lupus nephritis. Um, so with our family history and uh, my son's medical history and his blood work coming back positive for an autoimmune disease, his rheumatologist diagnosed him with systemic lupus in 2016. Okay, and did any of these doctors connect it to the vaccine? Yeah, no, no one's connecting it to a vaccine. Um, you know, I think there's a, roughly 50 million Americans today who suffer from autoimmune diseases, and that it wasn't like that years ago. I mean. There's more and more people suffering with autoimmune diseases today than ever before, and this is definitely something that needs more research, needs more studies on. Um, 
you know, and we think about the chemicals in our food. We think about the pesticides that are spraying on our foods and the chemicals that they put in vaccines. You know, I believe, and I have listened to other scientists and other doctors who are coming out and, you know, suggest, um, you know, or hypothesize um, that it does have something to do with the spike in autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. So what did you do next with your daughter? I mean, I guess, I guess I, by the time by the time your son, uh, your eldest son was having these problems, it was past, uh, I mean, you didn't reject any vaccines for him. In other words, his problems came after, did you, well, I mean, did you, did you continue to give him all the childhood vaccines or did you stop after this first one because he had this bad reaction? I stopped. Um, so he has not had any, um, vaccines after the age of, um, I believe it's like one. Um, so he's only partially vaccinated. So when he went to school, he had, he went on a religious exemption and, um, yeah, you're correct. So I, because of his reaction to the vaccine, um, and because my daughter's only five years younger than he is because of his reaction is why I opted out of, you know, the vaccine schedule for my daughter as well. And um, she also, she's never been vaccinated whatsoever, and she went to school on a, um, with the, vac- uh, excuse me, a religious exemption. Uh-huh, okay. Um, and this was in New York? Yes. So um, uh-huh. we lived in North Carolina when I had my son, um, and then we moved to North Carolina, and that is where... Um, I had my daughter and um, my last son, which is Grayson, who is eight, who's never been vaccinated as well. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, but I'm a little confused. So where, but aren't you living in New York now? I am living in New York now and, and have, yep. I have been living here for, since 2001. So I've been here a little bit too long. Okay. So, so, I mean, I'm just look, trying to see which um, school districts w- w- they were um, when you got the religious exemption for your two eldest children. New York. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then comes your next son, your youngest, Grayson, who is now, how old is he today? He just turned eight in January. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. And um, now, well, before we get to Grayson, so did either your your eldest son or your daughter have any problems um, with, you know, with with teachers or other students or anybody uh, by their not getting the vaccine? Like, you know, did they have to say to other people, "I am not contagious"? No, um, I think. You know, we were always taught, you know, not to even bring it up because it was so new. You know, you, you're, I mean, we're talking 20 years ago. My son's 24, so we're talking, yeah, 20 years ago. Um, back then it was really controversial. It's, it's controversial today, but, you know, a lot of teachers – and a lot of school nurses, they believe that children cannot go to school unless they are vaccinated. 
Um, and then mm-hmm. they give this information to parents, and then parents believe that children cannot go to school unless they're vaccinated. So when you bring this up to the school nurse, you know, you have to remind them of the, the law and the religious exemption. Um, in some states, philosophical beliefs, but, you know, since we live in New York, it was religious exemption was the only exemption and medical exemptions were the only two exemptions that you were allowed to use for your child to go to school um, who are not fully vaccinated. Um, so children weren't really aware that they weren't vaccinated. Um, it wasn't really spoken about like it is today because uh-huh. of COVID. Because COVID mm-hmm. hit, like I wrote this book pre-COVID, and um, huh. you know this book was put on hiatus because um, I had hired an illustrator from India, and India got shut down. So uh, my book was on hold. So I wrote this book um, in the last part of 2019. So my son Grayson, we'll go back to him. Now Grayson has gone to school his entire uh, wait, wait, life. Wait, before we wait, um, Angela, before we go to Grayson, we do need to take a break now. I'm sorry, um, but yeah. we will come back. Today we're talking about uh, this really wonderful book. I have read it. It's I love the illustrations and also, of course, the uh, text. Uh, and mainly the uh, the point of it, um, which the book is called I Am Not Contagious. So we're going to be talking more about that with the author, Angela Pearson. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking today about a child's view of vaccinations. I Am Not Contagious, and that is the name of the book, I Am Not Contagious, written by my guest, Angela Pearson. 
And I think one of the interesting things about this is that, as she was just uh, talking about before the break, is that this book um, was written before COVID, <laughs> and uh, starting when with her eldest child uh, and her his reaction to his vaccinations at one year old, um, and and her deciding to be more holistic about everything that she puts into her children, including vaccines, and um, and was fortunate at that time in the past to be able to use religious a religious um, waiver, I guess, uh, or objection to, uh, to having vaccines, and it wasn't a big deal then, which is so interesting to compare with what's happening now. Uh, with COVID and how, you know, so many, even before COVID actually, in more recent years though, it has been harder and harder to have any kind of an objection uh, and be allowed to go to school if you don't have all of your vaccines. Well, okay, let's talk about Grayson now, your youngest son, and who is the uh, um, the the lead, <laughs> the star of the book, I Am Not Contagious. But tell, tell us about how, um, what happened with him. Yeah, so um, I'm, 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 it's funny that you call him the star because that's what I call him all the time. Like, you're the star of the book. <laughs> um, you know, he's been going to school his entire life. I mean, this is a kid who loves learning. He loves education. And he's, he's been to taller school, um, preschool, kindergarten. And I, you know, I kind of warned him. I had to sit him down. I told him about you know, what was going to happen in the first grade and that he wouldn't be able to complete the first grade um, at his public school. And um, I gave him, you know, an alternative. I said, you know, do you, or an option rather, I said, do you want to go to school or do you just want to stay home um, because, you know, you're only going to be able to go to school for 14 days because that is what Governor well, Andrew Cuomo Yes, um, start with that, yep, what happens, what, what happened for why he wouldn't be able to go, continue to go to school? Because um, in 2019, Governor Andrew Cuomo had removed religious exemption. So this was our golden ticket. This was my golden ticket. This is how my kids were able to go to school in the first place. So because he removed religious exemption, my son Grayson and every other child, which was just about 26,000 um, children or families were affected by this new law um, back in 2019, and Grayson being one of them. So, so um, now, two, 2019, wait, so this is before um, COVID? Yes. Governor Cuomo made that law before COVID. It was just in general Correct. for vaccines. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. And, and the interesting part, too, is because my daughter was going to college that same year. Okay? So the, the removal of religious exemption did not affect her. Um, because she was going to college, because the law did not apply to colleges. It only applied to K through 12 or even preschool, you know, like even preschool, even private schools. Like I even tried to put him in a, Mont a Montessori school. Nobody here would take him because of the new law. So with mm. that, I had to leave my, my job to homeschool him. And he was... Obviously, he was devastated. I mean, he was a very positive kid already. 
um, you know, with a very positive outlook. Um, but, you know, he is a child and he has feelings and, um, you know, you have to validate your child's feelings. I think that's very critical um, and you can't downplay what they feel. Um, and, and, and that's what I did. I, I allowed him to feel what he felt because he was entitled to his feelings. And, you know, and I listened to him and he was sad that he couldn't be with his friends or couldn't go to school because, like I said, I mean, he's been going to school his entire life. So he had a lot of questions, and some of those questions were, why can't I go to school? Why do my friends get to go to school? And then when I'm talking to him about, you know, because we choose a holistic approach to vaccinations um, and, and other children, their parents, um, they choose what they believe, you know, and, and, and that's the beauty about living here in America, right? We get to choose. This is a medical procedure, um, and, um, you know, I explained to him that we have the right to choose and there's, there's no wrong versus right here. It's just, we choose what is best for our family. And, and that's how I, I, I teach my children and I teach them to ask the questions and I teach them to research, um, and to trust all the science, not just one side of science, right? Um, it's, you know, it's, he it's had, interesting because he was he was only six years old, and um, so it's interesting or a challenge to try to explain to him something, you know, something relatively complicated like vaccines mm-hmm. and whether or not he should take them. Did, how it's did very you, complicated. You know, you're right, yes. and and and, that, and that's and I think that was probably one of the most challenging. Um, you know, things that I had to do as a parent without trying to make it too complicated for him because as adults, we tend to take it to the scientific level, right? And where kids, they don't. They don't understand that just yet, and they shouldn't understand it just yet, and and, and they shouldn't, and all that weight shouldn't be put on their shoulders either. And I think that's why this book is for every child because this book is, it doesn't impose my beliefs at all. This book is about Grayson's perspective and the questions that he had and how he sees things through his lens, um, you know, without, um, you know, any imposing factors um, or the pressures of, of, of being vaccinated or not. And the way he sees things is very um, innocent and he kind of goes through, mm-hmm. you know, his life with a compassionate manner and just kind of whimsical in, 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 in a sort of way um, because he has a friend. I, you know, I have a friend, and we were pregnant at the same time, actually. And um, mm-hmm. she had her son in February, and I had my son in January. So, I mean, that's how close we were in, in our pregnancy date. And yeah. she decided to vaccinate and that's her right. That's her choice. That is what she feels is best for her and her family. And she knows that I don't do that because I choose what is best for me and my family. And we do it without judging each other, you know, and I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's where the problem comes in is because everybody wants to be right, (laughs) you know, and if we took a step back and just kind of, put ourselves in each other's shoes and just realize that it's not always about being right all the time. 
and it's not even about being wrong. Um, but I respect her decisions. She respects my decisions. And our sons grew up together. And there's actually a beautiful scene in the book where Grayson touches on that topic a little bit about how he has a friend who his mom chooses to vaccinate mm-hmm. while his mom chooses not to. But he understands mm-hmm. that both moms love their children and we would never want anything to hurt either one of them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I lo- and he just gives those um you know, those little life lessons throughout the entire book because I really um kept everything um from my perspective out of the book. Because this is not my story. Yes. This is Grayson's story. Yes. Let me just uh, read a few of the excerpts from the beginning. So it starts off so people can understand how it's from his perspective. Hi, my name is Grayson. I'm six, and I'm just like most kids my age. I love school, and I really like learning about the anatomy of sharks and the human body. And then he goes on, and he talks about and says, the first day of first grade, I have been going to school all of my life, but this particular year was such a big deal because I was officially a first grader. It's such, I'm, lead, I'm just picking out some highlights. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, he, so he goes to school and reaches teacher, and then there's a picture of it's a, a building, and it says New York State Capitol, and there's a politician, <laughs> undoubtedly Andrew That's Cuomo, right? right? Andrew Cuomo, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Standing at the podium, and uh, people are raising their hands to ask questions, and uh, Grayson, you're with Grayson on the side. He's looking like a little bewildered. And he said, then all of a sudden this happened. Yup, that's the New York State governor. And he kicked me and every other healthy kid out of school. Thought everyone was allowed to go to school. The governor of our state said, no shots, no school. I didn't understand at first, but then my mom explained this new rule. She called it tyranny. <laughs> like that. And then you, you gave him... Um, you gave him uh, treats to bring to school for his last day, as you were saying before. He had 14, you both had 14 days to figure out something, right? And so mm-hmm. um, then there's a picture of the teacher uh, and all the kids with, around the treats. And on the blackboard it says, we will miss you, Grayson. Um, I had 14 days. I mean, this is really, this is the uh, very heartfelt. I had 14 days to say goodbye to my friends and my teacher. On my last day of school, my mom wanted to make it special, so she sent a basket full of treats to share with my class. Everyone took turns giving me hugs. Even though I was sad, I know things happen for a reason, and it's important. We learn from whatever happens to us so we can help others who may not understand. But I'm sure going to miss them. And then now here's, then it comes to he's in his pajamas because you're homeschooling him, right? And mm-hmm. Or maybe it's bedtime. And there's the television. And it says news, CNN, <laughs> your parents have right not to vaccinate kids. And it's a man sitting, uh, you know, giving an interview. That is, a, that is an um, actual headline. That was an actual headline. <laughs> okay. But now, that was an actual headline from 2019, or is that from COVID? That was an actual headline from 2019, because remember, I wrote the book hmm. in um, 2019. Well, um, I know, that, but that's funny that they had, what were they, well, I mean, I know that that's, that certainly this subject has come up before COVID, and especially mm-hmm. with the movie, um, 
I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was uh, there was a very controversial movie. I saw it. I thought it was really good. You know what movie I'm talking about with the anti-vaxxers and the people who talked about um, the connection between vaccines and autism? You don't know which? I mean, I've seen a few. There's the pandemic, but that's more about COVID. Um, And then a really good movie is Songbird, and that's that's more about COVID, too, and that's exactly what's happening now. I don't know what movie you're talking about, though. I wish I did. Okay. All right. It was it was uh, it was before COVID, but anyhow. So yes. So this the headline on CNN, you know, is understandably before COVID too, because it didn't just start with COVID, this controversy about the vaccines, but it certainly has gotten a lot, a lot hotter. Um, let's see. So what, then he goes into a thing. So what are shots? And he talks about that. Um, my mom says these, these shots may not be the healthiest for me just as peanut butter may not be the healthiest for some kids. Again, I'm just reading highlights. I don't want people to think that this is the whole book. Um, some grown-ups are afraid of me because I don't get shots. They think I'm contagious, like I have a disease or something. That's so silly. I am not contagious. I am not sick. I cannot give you something I do not have. Um, their words may hurt my feelings, but I am not mad at them. They are just nervous about what they do not know. And then tell me about, um, then there's a picture of um, Grayson on a talk show. Now, did this really happen or this is sort of a fantasy? But, and with a, with a, um, a, a talk show host, a TV talk show host named Flemmy Wimble. Now, I know, of course, that's not a real name, but who is that modeled after? <laughs> um, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. Um, oh. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that is definitely a fantasy. Um, so part of this book is um, is based on true events, while others are is just a fantasy. Um, but some of it holds some truth to it, right? So Jimmy Kimmel is, um, he belittles parents who choose the holistic approach to vaccinations. He says some incredibly um, horrific things about parents, um, and, he, and he, he goes on to to say that parents who don't vaccinate are horrible parents. Um, they basically don't deserve their parent or deserve to be parents. Um, so it's um, it, 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 it's about putting that 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 false narrative and and those um, those negative statements out to society. And then what happens is is that when people see this on TV, right? Um, like they do on mainstream media or they do on, on the, like the view is another one. And then Jimmy Kimmel, you know, it, it tends to embed in our brains and then people tend to react to that. And then they start to believe what they see on TV. And then, you yeah, know, I mean, it's, this is when the bullying comes in because it's important for people to understand that, you know, the bully's not just a big kid on the playground picking on the small guy, okay? I mean, bullying comes in all forms. You've got people, like, who use their platforms, such as Jimmy Kimmel um, or the ladies at The View or CNN, you know, or you know, social media platforms. They use these, and they bully people. And what they don't realize is that what they're saying about us parents who choose a holistic approach, regardless of why we chose what we choose. You know, a lot of people like myself, 
Um, they call us anti-vaxxers, but that's such a negative term to call us. Mm-hmm. Well, it, we uh, you hear the music. I hear the music. Um, that means we need to take a break, which is okay, because when we come back, we'll start right from where we left off. And I want to ask you more about this Lundy Wimble, <laughs> the TV host, um, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> you should send a book to him, by the way. <laughs> well, my guest, <laughs> my guest is Angela Pearson. She is the author of a book called I Am Not Contagious, and we're talking about the very controversial topic of um, vaccines, giving children vaccines. And this was even something really that started before COVID. It's just now more, much more of an issue. All right. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about a child's view of vaccinations, I Am Not Contagious, which is the name of the book written by my guest, Angela Pearson, and um, which stars her son, Grayson, and is a very, um, very, you know, it covers a lot of things in a, and in a very sensitive kind of way, showing how it's written from the, the, her son's point of view, a little boy's point of view, uh, trying to understand vaccines and understand why now he, has to, he can't go to school anymore and things like that. So we were talking before the break about Flemmy Wimble, who you said is Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> the TV host. Um, and um, Grayson says in the book, Flemmy Wimble is not is a not so nice talk show host on TV. He is a big bully. He talks way too much and makes a lot of mean jokes about parents who don't give their kids shots. 
and and the picture is of Grayson sitting on the guest chair, like as if he were um, a guest on the show, telling what he thinks about it. And so he says, if I were ever on his show, I would teach him a thing or two, starting with giving him a tissue. Yuck. <laughs> now, is that a problem that Jimmy Kimmel has? I never really paid attention. I, you know, I think it's just because he talks way too much. Um, so I asked Grayson because Grayson had a lot of input on the illustrations. He had a lot of input on how I was going to word because I really wanted this book to be in his language. That was so important for uh-huh. me. And um, so, yeah, he said, Mom, I want to make Jimmy Kimball, like, you know, have um, drool coming out of his mouth. So I said, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's where that came from. Uh-huh. Okay. I think it's um, just being, you know, when you talk too much, how you get the foam around your mouth and you look almost rabid. Uh-huh. Okay, now let's see. Then he talks about the light, putting a very a good analogy about um, about turning the light on inside our heads. Like, he talks about being afraid of the dark and... Um, uh, how it's important to turn your, the light on inside your head, just like you turn the light on in your room, so that you can see more things, rather than being just so uh, believing just in one thing. And you know, and yes, here um, he's talking about my friend Josiah gets shots. I know his mom loves him just like my mom loves me, and so on. Um, talks yes, both our moms would never want anything to hurt us. Yes, it's a very sort of kind way, tolerant way of accepting whatever other kids, other parents do. Um, now, then he also imagines, I mean, there's an illustration of him writing a letter. And, Dear Governor Dodo, <laughs> I am taught to use my voice. Writing this speech is my very own choice. And he's talking about how, yes, I can go to the zoo with Sarah and Drew. We can swing on a swing even if... and even sing if we please. We can slide down a slide and ride on a ride. I can flip at the gym with Doreen, Darren, and Tim, and so on, go to the library, blah, 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 but I can't wear a school tie. Then he goes on, like, he can't go, he can go all these other places with friends and so on, but he can't go to school because the governor says so. It makes no sense. I don't understand any of it. Um... I'm homeschooled now. Don't dare take a bow. My mom's resignation gets the standing ovation. So he's like appreciative, right? That you quit your mm-hmm. job and uh, and are homeschooling him. Um, then there's another. Now then there's another uh, illustration of you and uh, and Grayson standing at the podium at that that same picture that says New York State Capitol, where it was the governor at the podium. Now there's one with the two of you at the podium holding a sign saying, we are not contagious. Um, and, you know, he's saying, it, he ends it with, uh, um, I'm not contagious, not the least little bit. And kids like me don't deserve this. That's it. Yeah, really good. Really good. Um, have you, um, I mean, of course, this is coming out. It's interesting how that happened, that you wrote it in 2019, and then because of the delay, it didn't come out until now. But, um, you know, it's so, so perfect coming out now with COVID. Well, let's talk about, um, let's talk about COVID uh, and vaccines and so on. My view... Um, 
which I uh, freely express, is that uh, what people should, should think about, everyone should have the choice of whether to get, not just for their kids, but also for adults, should have a choice of what they get to put in their body. And um, there was an article, in fact, this morning that I read that I tweeted um, about the Philippines. They are putting people in jail in the Philippines who aren't getting vaccinated. Did you, did you know about that? I, I did not know about the Philippines, um, but I do know how bad it is over in Australia and Canada. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I think that, you know, they did this in Brazil, okay, and not with COVID vaccine, but they actually did this with parents who were um, choosing not to um, have their child vaccinated with the childhood vaccinations, and um, parents were sent to jail, and they took their children and inoculated them anyway. Where so, I mean, I, I know that they, where, yeah. Where? It, where was this? This happened in Brazil. Hmm. You know, you, I mean, that's awful. I that that is, of course, it's awful. awful. I mean, could you could you imagine being the parent and then having your child ripped from you? You're thrown in jail. And what if? What if? Thankfully, nothing did happen. But what if? Something happened to that child, and who knows? I mean, five, ten years from now, something could happen. I mean, we don't know. Again, because um, right. like we, I talked about earlier with autoimmune diseases, um, no one knows why um, autoimmune diseases is on, is on is on the rise. But when you when you take a child and you inoculate them, and if something would have happened to that child, and it, who would have been at fault? Nobody. Because mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical yes. companies aren't liable, but for the government to intervene, and I don't know the laws in Brazil. Um, I don't know um, anything about the laws in Brazil, actually. Um, but to have the government intervene and rip your child away and, and do a medical procedure, because when you vaccinate your child, this is a medical procedure. You know, this isn't just, you know, a, a, a shot. You know, this, you're injecting chemicals that can alter um, the immune system and, and everything in your genetic yeah. makeup. Absolutely. And, um, you know, so I, I tell people um, on my on this show, on other t- on television and radio shows, whenever I'm being interviewed, I make the point that what is most important is that we all have keep our freedom to decide what goes in our bodies. Uh, I mean, so many freedoms are, are already being taken away in various ways. We certainly this is like the last freedom: what goes into your body. And um, so, adults should still have that. The problem is that, you know, you think of Brazil or I was saying the Philippines, you know, putting people in jail, doing these horrible things. But in America, and we think, oh, well, this would never happen here. But there are things that are happening here. I mean, just what, like what you were saying that happened before COVID in New York, uh, the law not allowing religious objections and so on. Um, and here, there, you know, it's, it's not done. It's not over as far as what is going to happen. Uh, you know, what what more things they're going to do to get people to take vaccines. They, they did the million-dollar lotteries. They did beer and pizza and all kinds of things like that. And they, the CDC made that announcement about how people who are vaccinated don't have to wear masks. That was another inducement 
um, to try to get people to get the vaccine. So it's, this is continuing to go on. You know, Biden is, and, and uh, Fauci and the CDC and FDA and all that, they're not happy that not more people are, are taking the vaccine, especially since that means that Big Pharma and, uh, and others uh, don't get, make the money from the vaccine. So, and plus, right, and you know, whatever just, else is and, and they just threw the Nuremberg, the Nuremberg um, code right out the window. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, with this coercion and things like that that they're doing. But you know, if you look at Moderna when they came out with their ingredients, um, if you go to the safety data sheet with uh, Moderna, it contains um, a, a chemical called SM one zero two. Now, under the classifications, that causes cancer. It causes um, um, it's fatal if it's uh, if it becomes in contact with the skin. It's suspected of damaging fertility um, or even of the unborn child, and it causes damage to the central nervous system and the kidneys, the liver, and the respiratory system. And it even states here under the classifications that it's very toxic to aquatic life with long-lasting effects. Um, So just looking at that right there, and that's one of the main ingredients in Moderna, I mean, people Mm -hmm. have the right to know, and they didn't come out with the ingredients until after they started inoculating people with Moderna. Mm. And I think that's Mm -hmm. that's so unfair, and it's so unjust, and I think it's criminal, to be quite frank with you. I think that people have the right to know what they're putting to their bodies, and um, and this is when, you know, you have the government and pharmaceutical companies where they they do use medical doctors, and not all medical doctors, you know, so I'm going to put that out there, but they are using medical doctors as their mouthpiece, and they've been doing this for years, right? And as long as they have a medical doctor, as long as they have a medical doctor on mainstream media or they're talking to their patients that this is safe and effective, people are going to listen to what the doctor is saying. And I think, again, that's very dangerous when medical doctors do that because this has not been proven safe or effective. Yes. In fact, I was just reading today about how uh, there was a poll, and 61% of people uh, trust what Dr. Fauci says, even though um, he has lied, just blatantly lied about a whole bunch of things, not only changing his advice from day to day, but just lied and definitely getting some kind of a uh, um, making money from all the vaccines that are being given. Um, And I have started a petition the petition is it's a website with a petition on it the website is www.pleasefirefauci.com pleasefirefauci.com and i have lots of reasons on there five reasons why we should fire fauci and the bad physical and mental effects that he has caused from the beginning of the pandemic and um i am planning to give that to um congressional figures and the White House and so on, anyone who has the power to fire Fauci. Um, so, and, and well, yes. And I will kids, definitely go on there yeah. and, and definitely sign it. I definitely think they need to fire him. Um, he has, I mean, just look at his emails. And he's so, he's, he crafts his message in the way he talks so well. And, and people like me and you, we can tell that he's lying. We can tell that he's in on something. And, um, you know, but with his emails, when he's talking to his family in an email, he's suggesting to his family to use hydroxychloroquine 
um, and, and instead of using the um, um, any any of the vaccines. So he's suggesting that hydrochloroquine works in the email. And that surfaced, and when he was asked about it, it, it's just kind of, he kind of dances around it. And, um, you know, and those types of things aren't being talked about. You know, they're not talking about zinc or vitamin D or hydroxychloroquine at all when a lot of doctors are finding that this works for them and their patients. And then when those doctors talk about these methods, they're censored or they're shunned in the, the medical community. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. If I ever had symptoms that uh, I was worried had to do with COVID, I would absolutely t- go for hydroxychloroquine first. In fact, I had Dr. Zelenko, the one who uh, was the main person in discovering how it worked, on the show, on Dr. Carol's couch, and he's great, and he's he's not uh, he's not doing this to make a lot of money, or any money, really. Um, and I just want to make one more point. It, not only has there not been enough research in these vaccines when adults are thinking of having them, but there is no way that there could be enough research for kids because this ha- the vaccines have not been around long enough to see what effect that it, they would have on children because children have, you know, now they're giving them 12 to 15. Children have growing brains, growing hearts. They've already had... Uh, side effects with heart problems, um, and and there's just no way to know what would happen in 10 years to these kids who got the vaccine when they were 12 or 15. Well, let me um, thank you very much, my guest, Angela Pearson. The book, again, is called I Am Not Contagious. It's a picture book um, with words, and I just gave you some highlights. Now, I didn't read you the whole book, but it's a really... Um, a really good book for a parent and a child to read together. Well, thank you so much, Angela, not only for being on the show, but in uh, your fight, in your uh, activism for um, helping people to decide for themselves what they want to put into their body. And thank, thank you all you. for listening. Thank you. You've been listening. You've been listening. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV live, 